Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. I want to thank everyone who tuned in to my guest DJ set on WFMU's Radio Row program this past weekend. If you weren't able to listen live, fear not. The program is archived and available to listen to forever on WFMU's website, and I'll be including a link to it in the description of this episode. So please check it out if you haven't, or uh, listen to it again if you enjoyed it that much. Did you participate in Record Store Day at all this past weekend? In the past, I have participated. I, I believe in Record Store Day. I think it's important to get out and support brick-and-mortar, independently-owned record shops. This year, however, it was not in my budget, and I chalked that up to a mix of unexpected expenses and, and taxes. I had to pay Uncle Sam this year, which was not something I thought I was going to have to do. Did you get a chance to watch Coachella at all? I saw a bunch of performances the first weekend via YouTube's live streams of the event. The ones that I caught that really stood out as memorable was the band Surf Curse. Uh, they performed a, a very strong collection of songs, in my opinion, and they were a lot of fun to watch. The band dressed up as characters from The Wizard of Oz, and they put on a great show. Very cool stuff. You're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. If this is your first time listening, welcome. It's nice to meet you. You've... You picked a great time to join us. I, I believe this podcast right now is stronger and better than it's ever been, and it's only going to grow in strength and quality as we all move forward through time together. This is a comedy and music podcast. Sometimes I'll do a monologue and try to get you to laugh. As you can tell, I also like to talk about music-related events. Uh, we recently added a new segment to the podcast called Rachel's Chart Chat, in which Rachel from Des Moines finds musical gems and pop charts from the past. It's a great fit for this show. I love it. Listeners love it. I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. Sometimes on this podcast, I'll speak with an interesting, creative person. Every once in a while, I'll do a funny bit. Sometimes I'll record the podcast while I'm taking a bath. Is that a bit? I don't know. Anyway, there are no ads on the People Are the Enemy podcast. There is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love this show and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some great literature, please consider purchasing one or two of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. If you like ebooks but you don't use Amazon, fear not. You can find all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just type my last name, which is spelled M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at BarnesandNoble.com. BN.com if you're tight on time. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 225 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for spending time with me. You're in the right place. It's good to be with you. Good to have you along. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot, and uh, I hope I put on a good show for you. Uh, hey, you, you, speaking of putting on a good show, I, I had a whole plan for this episode, and, and I'd been thinking about it over the last 24 hours, and... Uh, and I was going to do a rant. I was literally, you know, I had some things happen to me this past week that were very uh, anger-inducing, to say the least. Yeah, some things. Like, it was like the demons were trying to get the best of me this week. And I, every which way, I was kind of had to keep my, keep my cool, man. And I had to like, I had to like push those demons away and say, you know what, demons? I'm not going to give you the power. <laughs> I know this is cryptic and odd to say, but in all honesty, I... I was really felt like the universe was trying to get the best of me this week. And I think part of it was um, I had this Radio Row DJ guest set coming up on WFMU, which is a dream come true for me. Sincerely, sincerely is. And uh, I'm so excited that I was able to do it. But in anticipation of that, I thought to myself, you just got to you got to put out good into the world, Andy, and positivity and and. Uh, and if anybody tries to come at you with negativity, Andy, you're going to have to deflect it. You know what I mean? Or just uh, and react to that negativity with love and, and optimism and positivity because you don't want to ruin a moment. And and, and I, I talk about this if only because, you know, I haven't said a damn thing about the slap, okay, on this podcast, all right? Um, and by the slap, I think you know what I'm talking about. It's been a while, obviously, but I'm talking about uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Academy Awards, but it, it definitely came up in my, <laughs> definitely came up in therapy this past week, talking with my therapist, and it was sort of like, the the analogy I, I'd made was that, you know, I saw like Will Smith working toward this thing for the last, you know, at least 20 years, maybe a quarter, quarter of a century, this, you know, Best Actor Award that he wanted so badly. And and I, I've talked about this on the show before. I don't watch award shows. I don't care for award shows at all. I didn't tune into that Academy Awards, but obviously I, I found out about that that incident, you know. It was, uh, it was impossible to avoid, you know. It was everywhere. But, uh, you know, in thinking about what happened, I thought, well, this fella had worked up toward this, this thing and worked it up in his mind as being like this end-all, be-all. I'm sure, you know, this is like... The, the pinnacle of uh, of acting, really, of his craft, right? You know, and uh, and he ruined it, man. He ruined the moment for himself. And, and I don't agree with what he did at all, obviously, you know. I, uh, But moreover, I thought, like, this guy blew it. He he blew it hard, man. He he ruined his, his, his nice thing that he had, you know, because I'm pretty sure he knew he had it in the bag, and, you know, and he blew it. And I thought to myself, conversely, like... Although it's nothing like that situation on that scale, it was like, man, you've got this nice thing coming up, meaning like this this dream come true, meaning, you know, being a DJ on WFMU, your favorite radio station, the greatest greatest radio station in the world for one hour of your life, and you could easily blew it, blow it, <laughs> blew it, <laughs> or blew it, you could easily blow it by by acting out, and and it felt like. There were things that happened to me this past week, and I don't want to give those things any more power than they need to have, um, that really set me off and got me very upset, and I had to contain it. I had to keep it down, man. I had to keep it inside. And uh, and sometimes that's what you have to do. 
in order to get to where you need to be and get there and kind of cross the finish line, you know, without uh, without looking like an ass, to say the least. And, and that's about that's about all I've really got for you today. I don't have a whole lot more, and, and I don't have a lot of time on this episode, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Rachel from Des Moines right now with the char chat. Here's, here's Rachel from Des Moines. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, and I appreciated seeing all the discussion about the music of 1977. There really was so much variety and a lot of interesting stuff going on. Now, of course, we didn't get to 86, the 86 chart last week, uh, but I, so I thought of including a few this week. But then the more I dug in, I found so much great stuff for you. Starting off at number 90, it's a debut entry on the chart. Uh, the group Boys Don't Cry with the song I Want to Be a Cowboy. And when you listen to this, it, you don't necessarily hear it and think like, oh, that's so 86. It could be from the 90s almost. Um, and oddly enough, uh, there was a sp- commercial that uh, D- Detroit Pistons star Grant Hill made for Sprite. And in the song, he sings a song about being a cowboy. And for a long time, I thought this was the same song as that, but they're two different songs. But it's just, it's funny that there's a fake techno song and a real kind of electronic-y song about being a cowboy. At number 65, uh, down from its peak of number 13, is Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. And that one definitely, to me, does not feel like it's super from 86. I first heard it in the 90s, and I thought it probably was a 90s song. Um, It's notably used in Listerine ads, where the Listerine bottle is flying around like a Tarzan man. And it was also in the movie Beverly Hills Ninja. I really like this one. Always glad to hear it. At number 59, uh, down from a peak of number four, is James Brown with Living in America from the Rocky Four soundtrack. And this was his last top five hit. And it was his first top ten in a long time. It was since uh, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud back in 68. This, he just had a, such a long run of charting singles on the Billboard Hot 100 and the R, uh, since 1958 and the R&B chart since 1956. And when you listen to this song, it kind of just sounds like James Brown just doing his thing over a more modern beat, which what more can you ask for in 1986? At number 59, down from a peak of number seven, is the group The Dream Academy with the song Life in a Northern Town. And I really like this one. It always makes me feel good when I hear it. And it's kind of slotted in my mind next to In a Big Country. They kind of, maybe it's like the town and the country. I, I'm not sure the, the geography of it all. I'm sure it's one of those, like if you listen to the lyrics, it's actually depressing, but I don't try to dig into that that much. So I just like it for what it is. At number 47, down from a peak of number 32 is I'm Not the One by The Cars. Now, as you just heard, that one didn't even make the top 30, so not a big hit for them, but I kind of came to know it from a double CD compilation of theirs I got in high school, and it was on there. And I just always thought it had a really cool sound as a little bit different of a departure for them. Unfortunately, it seemed like they took a risk. It didn't really pay off, but I really love it. And I've actually heard it um, sampled in a rap song. That was pretty cool. I've, you know, of the modern, more modern era, you know, and since the 2000s. At number 44, on its way to a peak of 42, we have Great Gosh Almighty by Little Richard. And this was featured in the film Down and Out in Beverly Hills, where uh, Little Richard also appeared not as himself, playing a character. And I learned that from listening to the podcast Mary vs. Movies. She and Dennis covered Down and Out in Beverly Hills for their show and mentioned his acting role and the song. 
seems that Little Richard wrote this song with Billy Preston, and it was, you know, notably it's Gosh because he was a minister at this point, so he's kind of trying to rock reconcile his rock and roll past with his spirituality and his service to God. Um, at number 38 is the group Level 42 with their song Something About You. This is just a personal favorite of mine. I really like it. Uh, my friend Sarah, uh, three times one minus one, tweeted out about it many years ago. And ever since then, I was like, oh, this is just a great little tune. And it hit number seven, which is like weirdly the sweet spot for our for the, some of the picks this week. I think I have four songs total that are that, that made it to number seven. This one, on the other hand, of the other things I've mentioned, does feel very of the time. Um, just kind of a sweet little pop song with some kind of electronic influences. Uh, at number 31 is Take Me Home by Phil Collins. And I would also go to hit number on to hit number seven. I really love listening to this song. It's got this big full sound and it just constantly feels like it's building to something. It just feels very emotional. Um, but then when I watch the video, that's he's trying to be funny. And I feel like the video kind of undercuts the message and, and how you feel when you listen to the song. Like it's just trying to be, to, to be a little too silly. Finally, at number eight, on its way to number, going to go ahead one more notch, going to get to number seven, is Let's Go All the Way by the American duo Sly Fox. When I listened to this song on the VJ Big 40 chart, they made a point of saying that this is not about sexually going out all the way. It's like about, you know, going for your goals in life. And some of the lyrics have a little more of a political message and about, you know, current times. And I have to say on this one, you got to go for the single edit. The, the album version, the intro takes too long to get to the good part of the song. So you're going to want to hear, listen to the single version on that one. So now going to the 70s, we have a chart from April 14th of 1973. Entering the chart at number 97 is a Brooklyn funk band Mandrill and their song Fence Walk. And this is off their third album, Component Truth, Composite Truth, excuse me. According to Wikipedia... Citing funk historian Ricky Vincent, Mandrill was known for their multi-ethnic membership and, quote, bizarre blend of African-based rhythms, scorching rock riffs, country funk, with an O, bop jazz, and one chord, chord guitar rock operas. And I just really like this one. I think it sounds cool, and it would be cool without the lyrics, but they could put some great vocals in there, and it's just a lot of fun. That sound that you hear? That's the sound of entering a new era, the Barry White era. Entering the charts this week at number 90, I'm Gonna Love You Just a Little More Baby by Barry White. This was his very first charting single. And Barry White was a producer uh, who became a singer in his own right. And he really just dominated the charts in the 70s with a lot of his uh, romantic ballads and uh, just the, the great grooves that he found in his songs. And this song would go on to number three on the pop charts and it would be a number one hit on the R&B chart. And this is used in all kinds of movies and TV whenever, you know, people are going to get a little, get, get down to it. Whenever they're going to go all, whenever they're actually going to go all the way. Don't tell Sly Fox. At number 41 this week, on its way to topping the Billboard Hot 100, is the Edgar Winter Group with their instrumental Frankenstein. And Edgar Winter is a multi-instrumentalist from Musical Family from Texas. And his brother Johnny is also an amazing blues guitarist. And Johnny played at Woodstock and Edgar joined him for a few songs. The Edgar, Win Edgar Winner had a, some different bands and this incarnation was known as the Edgar Winner Group. And he also had Rick Derringer, who you know as a guitarist and producer, and uh, Dan Hartman, who you know from the song I Can Dream About You. And so it seems like he really wanted to pick some great people to be in these groups with him. Frankenstein is used a lot in 
I've seen it in some TV shows, I think notably The Simpsons, and Julia Klausner has her own cover of the song Frankenstein. And finally, from 73, at number six, it's War with the Cisco Kid. And I think this is my favorite song of theirs. People always talk about Lowrider. It's probably their most famous song, but this one is my personal favorite. And I had a cat named Calypso. And as anyone knows with pets, their names and their nicknames kind of mutate. And so Calypso somehow became the Cisco Kid. So that song reminds me of him. And I love the instrumentation on this one. The different There's some reed instruments in there. And it's just very funky. And this one made it all the way to number two, and it was stalled out, and it was kept out of the top spot by good old Tony Orlando and Don with tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. So if not for them, we could have had a number one hit with Cisco Kid. For our 80s chart this week, we're in April 11th of 1981, and there's some good songs on the chart I'll put in the playlist for you, but what I want to talk about is Stars on 45. Now this was a Dutch novelty act that strung together bunch of different songs and called it a medley and placed layered it all over a backbeat and the reason that this was done is some DJs in Montreal had made medleys including some of the same songs Um, they were using the original recordings and they also happened to use the song Venus by the group Shocking Blue now they probably would have just stayed as this kind of bootleg thing but Unfortunately, that medley happened to be overheard in a record store by a man who worked for the Dutch publishing company, which owned the rights to Shocking Blue. And so he kind of did, okay, we're shutting this whole thing down. But then realizing that it was a popular concept, he got together a producer and some Dutch session musicians to re-record these songs and even got sound-alikes for the specific Beatles whose songs were used in the mashup. And I happened to notice none of them were Ringo songs. They didn't have to hire a fake Ringo, um, but they hired guys that sounded like the other Beatles, re-recorded the songs, and layered it over a very similar beat. Um, and it became this huge smash number one hit. And the song is entering the chart this week at number 75. Uh, and it really kicked off the medley craze. And Stars on 45, as an act, put out more uh, medleys. And other groups did too. Like the Beach Boys had a medley. Um, there was Hooked on Classics, which kind of was the similar idea of layering these songs over a beat, but with uh, notable cl- classical music themes. That's all for me this week. Thanks so much. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. This has been episode 225 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.